Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Connections Podcast. My name is Kevin Gunter. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope all of you are having a wonderful beginning to your week. It is, well, middle day. Actually, it's Wednesday. I feel like every day has been Monday for like the last two weeks. So that's where I'm at. Um, But I hope all of you are really just uh, enjoying life, loving life. Um, For me, life has been kind of stressful the last couple weeks uh and i don't really know if there's a rhyme or reason for that i think it's more so just me personally feeling kind of kind of stressed out and whatnot so that's kind of why i wanted to uh, talk about what we're going to be talking about today um you know i i'm lucky to be surrounded by people that that care about me and, and really want to help push me to be the very best version of me that i can be and i'm blessed to have a god who uh, made me and, and loves me and um, so that's definitely been helping uh, me quite a bit and I had a friend uh, that I was talking to earlier today on a walk that kind of reminded me of uh, a couple things that I think would be helpful just to put out there in the universe for everybody to hear and um, you know maybe some of you can get something out of this and if not you can listen to my voice for the next I don't know how long 10 minutes and fall asleep to it i kind of hope nobody listens to my podcast while they fall asleep i don't know why that kind of creeps me out the idea of that but anywho regardless here we are uh so you can see that the uh title of this podcast is called flowers um which we are going to get to but the first story i actually want to talk about has nothing to do with flowers really um so as i think i've talked about before on this podcast is i sing in a choir uh, here in Lincoln at a, at a church that we have uh, here at First Plymouth. And recently, uh, this last Saturday, actually, we performed a German requiem by uh, Johannes Brahms. And uh, it was awesome. It was uh, the church choir there, which is made up of about 50 people, um, Wesleyan University and Doan University choirs as well, which add on about another 120 and then uh, you know a full orchestra as well as as brass and it was uh, it was incredible it was it was beautiful to be a part of and the concert went awesome and uh, just fell in love with it and, and um, have been kind of listening off and on to a recording of it uh, since then just kind of trying to live in that moment as long as I can which is a whole other podcast but uh, while we were rehearsing for the uh, for the performance. Um, Tom, who, who is our director, kind of spoke up to us and said, uh, you know, that there were definitely points where we were just over singing way too much, right? We were just singing way too loud and, and the, um, the music was getting out, but it was, uh, it was just too loud, right? You could just hear that. It was killing it. It was killing the orchestra, the brass, any of that. Uh, the balance was just way, way off. And, you know, when he said that a few of the choir members were actually like, huh? Like, um, because from the, from the choir perspective, you know, we're way in the back, the farthest away from the audience and in front of us is going to be the band and the orchestra. Right. And so from what we can hear, the band and the orchestra are super loud. And so we need to oversing, right. We need to just be, um, in front of that and be louder than that. And, uh, you know, he was kind of like, I, I recorded it if you want to listen to it, but uh, you guys are just 
you guys are way too loud. And then he brought up a point that just hit me, right? Two points, actually, and I want to go into both of them. One of them is the idea that uh, you don't always have to scream to be heard. And two, uh, there is a distinct difference between being impressive and being expressive. Um, So we'll tackle the first one first. Um, So this concept of that you don't have to yell to be heard, that's something that I think we all deal with every single day in our lives, right? That uh, just speaking from personal experience, I I even have kind of felt this way uh, the last few days is, you know, there's so many different projects, there's so many uh, parts of my life that are moving and they're moving so quickly and they have so many different moving parts in them that they just appear to be loud, that they just seem like they're screaming in my face. And for me to get any word out or for me to say anything that I may be concerned with in that moment or to even feel appreciated or understood, I feel like I have to scream. Like I have to put up a giant billboard that says, hi, I am here. (laughs) Please, please acknowledge my existence. And I feel like a lot of people have that issue or not that issue, but, but face that problem in life every single day. Like I think it's, I think it's crazy common for people to feel like they're not properly heard or understood every day in life, right? Um, I think that's a mixture of things. I think it's uh, it's a mixture of backgrounds. It's a mixture of people just not respecting each other and seeing that we're all human beings in the world. I think there's a whole lot of, of different uh, parts that are moving there. But I think the biggest point there is how – think of a world where you could – not yell and know that you were heard, that you could talk to somebody, know that they heard and they understood everything that you said, and you could do the same for them, that just sounds great. That you could walk away from a conversation not questioning whether or not what you were trying to say got across or whether or not you felt like you could be open and honest with that human being, that you felt like you had to you know, raise your voice or raise your guard just so that, you know, you could be heard. Um, Sometimes we get so lost in this idea that I think we, for the majority, or for a large part of it, tell ourselves that what we have to say is not important or um, if we do say something, we have to be loud about it so that we know other people hear us. And I'm not saying, you know, it might... Loud in the actual course. I'm not talking about walking into a library and feeling like you have to scream in order for somebody to hear you or walking up to like your mom who you've been having a fight with and just be like, mom, why don't you listen to me? Like that's not what I'm talking about. I, I think I'm using the word loud, but it can mean, um, you know, it, it can mean like sarcasm or it can be sheltered, right? That you feel like you have to mask your true feelings and speak in a different way in order for someone not to completely turn their back on you or or leave you or take your words the wrong way, right? We've gotten away from this idea of people taking words at face value, right? And that's on every side of the board, right? If somebody jokes with you, um, knowing that, okay, that was a joke, but also in the other sense of like, if somebody tells you a compliment, like taking that for what it's worth, like holding on to that and appreciating those words, right? Um, But we've gotten to the point where we feel like we have to speak a certain way or act a certain way in order for someone to appreciate us 
or think about us in a higher manner instead of just being true to who we are. And I think that ties into that ties into this other um, key point of you know being impressive and expressive are two very different things, right? If you are speaking um, very loudly or you are trying to be um, you know just obnoxious or trying to be special in some way, shape, and form instead of more so focusing on how you truly feel, people are going to see that as impressive, right? If I go out and I see, you know, someone come up to me and talk to me about like a science project that they've been working on, they use all these big words and, um, you know, that I don't understand and I'm pretty sure aren't even actual words and go on this tangent about how great and big this is, but they don't tell me the actual meaning that it has to them or the people in the world around them that that loses expression, right? It's impressive. Like what you're doing is impressive, but the expression is just not there. Uh, I don't think that's always on purpose. I think once again, people leave expression out because they don't think people are going to care that we are constantly on this quest to impress those around us. But because of that, we fail to actually show them why does this matter to me? Why am I why am I expressive about this in my life, right? And that's because we're just trying too hard to be loud so that we can be heard and understood. So we try to impress people instead of trying to express ourselves. And that's just sad. That 30-second chunk there might just be the clearest I actually state this because <laughs> I, I kind of get lost for words here. Um, case in point, we... Um, as human beings need to slow down, speak our truths, talk about, talk about what we're passionate about, speak from our hearts and know that we can speak at an honest level to what it means to us. And those around us who will hear us will hear us. Those who care to listen in and are dedicated to us will listen. And those who aren't will not. They'll miss out on that. That doesn't mean we have to shove it down their ears, right? We don't have to speak louder until someone hears us. We can speak our truth and know that it will be heard by those who mean the most to us. Today, I was on a walk with somebody and uh, we were kind of just talking about, it started out like very business talk actually. And then it kind of just morphed into this idea of like how life was going and how we were both feeling and it happened to be that we were both kind of feeling under under the weather a little bit of just um, the pressures of, of everyday life. And um, they kind of made a mention that they were just kind of like, you know, I feel like I'm working towards something day in and day out and trying to be better every single day at this thing. But it, it feels like I'm just not getting anywhere and I have nothing to show for it. And um, because of that, when I try to talk to my parents about it, I try to talk to my friends about these kind of things. They don't see it as a big deal because there's nothing that I can properly show them for it quite yet. And that made me sad, <laughs> as, as you can imagine. And I, it, but it made me remember a quote, um, uh, not really a quote, but a story more so, a metaphor, if you will, a connection, which is what we're all here for at the end of the day, um, about flowers. Um, so when you think of a tulip, when I was home the other day, I was uh, chilling with my mom. My mama and my mama uh, and I are big gardeners. I'm a big gardener because of my mom and, and just being able to plant flowers and everything. I love it every single day. And so we were walking outside and we were kind of walking around the yard and she was telling me about where she was going to plant what and yada, yada, yada. And one of the plants, the first flower 
every year. Before I even see a dandelion, I always see this flower. I always see tulips, always. Tulips are like up in Nebraska before all the snow is off the ground. I mean, they're just always growing. Um, but they come from the ground every year, like they're a perennial flower, right? So they come up every year and um, they'll come up, you'll see them, they'll bloom and within a week they're gone. Like it is the quickest turnaround for a flower that you would ever see. Um, but that flower is alive and it is working on staying alive and trying to grow, you know, trying to better its roots and, and be better all winter long, right? From, I would say May and all the way through May again of next year, April of next year, when that flower comes back up, it's still working and it's still trying its hardest to become the best it can be, but it's underground. Like we have no idea. Snow is on top of it. The weather changes. I go on with my life. And even though that flower is building and growing and becoming stronger and better for the next year, so it could even be bigger and have more flowers, two tulips instead of one or whatever it might be. Um, I don't get to see any of that, even though that's happening under the ground, right? But then come the spring, it springs up out of the ground, it blossoms, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's so beautiful. But I don't appreciate the amount of work that that flower put in to get to that point of blooming, right? I am completely oblivious to the to the work that it put in to get to that point. Um, and so basically what I was telling uh, this friend of mine is that, you know, you are doing work. And just because people can't see it, just because you're technically underground right now and you're building your roots out and you're, you're becoming the strongest flower that you can be does not mean that that work is useless, right? It's the only reason why you will one day be able to sprout a flower and show uh, the world all the hard work you've done. And people that are around you that truly care about you will be able to dive into that and see the work that you're putting in. And some of that work will only be special to you. It'll only be special to you and, and God. Like You're the only ones who are going to really know the amount of effort and time that you really put into something. Um, but that does not belittle the work that you're putting in. The work that you're putting in underground um, is oftentimes some of the most pure and personal work that you'll do because you're not screaming it, right? You don't feel like you have to be loud and send it to the moon and, and tell everybody around you. You feel like you can work on those things. You can better yourself knowing that one day people will see. And there's no timeline on that. You know, that, that's not like, um, I would argue the counter, the counter to this conversation is that you shouldn't be working on those roots and, and growing yourself just so that you can be a flower and prove to other people that you did it, right? That feels good sometimes to show, you know, to do something and show people like, boom, I did it. You didn't believe in me, so holla at you, boy, because I'm here. That's awesome. That feels great. I will agree. But that shouldn't be the purpose of why we're working, right? You should be bettering yourself and working on yourself because you want to be better, right? You want to get to graduation. You want to complete seminary. You want to do better at your new job. Whatever it might be, you want to make yourself better. Um, making people around you proud and, and happy is, is just a, a really great blossom, a great cherry on top of the whipped cream pile, if you will. So, as always, that was a whole lot. I hope you got something out of it. Case in point, um, keep working on you. Keep growing yourself, blooming, knowing that you are working on a beautiful flower. 
Um, and that beautiful flower is you and that you're worth the time, you're worth the effort and that you can speak your truth without having to scream it down someone's throat, right? The world can listen more. We as people can listen more to each other and really dive into the loving words that we each have for each other, you know? Um, that's what's really great about it. I feel better even now than I did 15 minutes ago when I started talking to all of you because just here now, being able to speak the words that I'm speaking and knowing that someone somewhere, one of you is hearing these, that's enough for me to be like, okay, like I, you know, I, I am, I am heard. And, uh, you know, I can continue to work on myself and make myself better and know that that's going to be great. Um, and that people around me are awesome and, uh, my cats are great and life is good. You y'all are all also great. Um, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. Keep your heads up, speak your truth. Know, uh, that you're just a beautiful, beautiful human being. Uh, until next time, invest in others know that you are indeed loved holla at your boy deuces